Hey there, I'm Tony Ann. I am a wife and a mom of two little boys, and I'm a general dentist and reservist in the Navy. And I get it when it comes to be a busy working mom. I struggle with the thoughts of feeling like I wasn't good enough and losing my identity in motherhood. So I get it. And this is why I created The Real Happy Mom. To be a real happy mom, you have to remain authentic and true to yourself. And you don't need to be a so-called perfect mom. On the Real Happy Mom podcast, we'll interview real moms to chat about real life experiences. These guests and experts will help you to navigate the motherhood journey by providing answers to your questions and concerns surrounding raising children, self-care, confidence, and so much more. We'll have discussions that provide practical tips and resources that you can easily implement into your busy mom life. So if you're ready to get rid of the overwhelm and start being a real happy mom, join me in the Real Happy Mom podcast. Do you need some help with working mom life? Well, I have something that is going to more than help you. It is my ultimate working mom hacks guide. This is a guide that includes nine influential moms, best hacks for working moms. It includes things for productivity so that you can get more with little time, advice on giving yourself grace so that you don't have to constantly battle mom guilt, as well as some time management tips to help you get some more things done. Now, if you're ready to reduce the stress and the overwhelm and handle working mom like a boss, you want to go over to realhappymom.com slash hacks to get this ultimate working mom hack bundle. Do you feel like your career or job is super demanding and gets you to a point of burnout? Well, I will raise my hand and say that I have been there before. And that is why I thought it was so important to bring my guest, Dr. Nicole Perrette, who's a hospitalist in Atlanta, Georgia, to talk to us about this. In this episode, you're going to hear Nicole and I talk about burnout and some of the tips that she has for bouncing back and bringing the balance back so that we aren't getting burnt out as well as why it's so important that we need to fill ourselves up first and spend time with ourselves. And you'll be surprised that Nicole has a lot of really interesting things as far as overall wellness and talks about how we need to find a village and what we need to do as far as setting goals so that we don't get burnt out. Now, if you are loving how all of this is sounding, you want to stay tuned and listen to this episode. This is a really good episode for me to actually do some reflection for myself, and I know that it'll be super helpful for you. But before we jump into this week's episode, it is time for our mommy wins. This is the part of the show where we have a mom that comes in and shares a win. It can be anything big or small, and we celebrate with her. So let's check out this week's mommy win. Hey, my name is Lucretia and I am a productivity strategist for stay-at-home moms, which means I help them create simple systems and realistic routines to help them calm the chaos of their busy day. You can find me on Instagram at noguideformom and my mom win is that all of the laundry is done. Hallelujah. Lucretia, that is a great mommy win. I know I always get excited when I get laundry done. So high five to you on that one. Now, if you are listening and you would like to be featured in an upcoming episode, all you have to do is go over to Instagram and follow me at Real Happy Mom. Then you want to go over to the DMs and send me an audio message by hitting that microphone button on the lower right hand side. You want to press and hold that microphone button and tell me your name, your IG handle, what you do and how you are winning. 
It could be anything big or small. I just want to celebrate with you. Now that we have that out of the way, it is time to jump into this week's episode. All right. So today I have Nicole on and I am so excited to get to talk to you. So welcome to the podcast, Nicole. Thank you. Thank you, Tony. And thank you for having me. Absolutely. Now, before we get started in talking about the topic that we have today, I just wanted you to tell us your story and how you're able to get to this place of balance and contentment in your life now. First of all, I'm a physician. I'm a hospitalist a practicing in Atlanta, Georgia. I was actually born in the Caribbean and went to medical school there where I obtained my medical degree. I then pursued residency training in Philadelphia at MCP Hahnemann University. And after completing my training, I practice what we call traditional medicine. This involved seeing patients in the hospital and in the office. And I did this for three years before realizing that I actually preferred to practice the hospital side of medicine. So I branched out to hospitalists to become a hospitalist, and I've been doing this for over 10 years now. In the meantime, I got involved in many things besides the clinical side of it. I got involved in committees, and I found that my passion was quality improvement. And so I led many projects. I got involved in many initiatives, all with the goal of being improving healthcare and the experience that patients have when they're in the hospitals. In addition, also participated in the administrative side. I was a medical director, leading the team and managing day-to-day operations. And I've also been an assistant professor in the academic setting. So I've pretty much covered the entire gamut of medicine as it is. So I'm currently still practicing as a hospitalist. And a few years ago, I started a family and realized that being a super mom is pretty high, tall order task. And it was virtually impossible to do all. And that required some adjustment. So an opportunity came up to attend a mindfulness course, and that sort of paved the way to recovery. It led the way for me to say yes to entrepreneurship. And the opportunity when it came was not at a good time. There was so much happening at a time, but I said yes. And in doing so, it gave me the opportunity to explore other things outside of medicine and get to the point where I am today. So saying yes has led to quite, quite a journey in the last couple of years. Yes, definitely. And I love your story because as another medical professional, I, I get it. Like everyone has these expectations for you to do certain things and achieve certain things. And I think you're one of those go-getters too, who wants yes. to accomplish a lot. <laughs> so I know that it gets hard, especially as being a mom trying to, you know, be that awesome physician and, and all of those other things you mentioned. I didn't even know about the academia part, but <laughs> doing all of those things <laughs> yes, and then come yes. home and be an awesome wife and mom. So I was just wondering, in, in your particular case, we know that burnout is a real thing, especially for working moms. But there are some things that you found that helps. And I've noticed from talking to you before that you're able to kind of balance things out. So tip that balance back so that we're out of that burnout state. So I just wanted you to talk to us a little bit about that and how we can have better balances working moms. Sure. And 
I definitely experience burnout. It's very prevalent among healthcare professionals today. And a lot of it is trying to do everything and we can't do everything. We can't be a super physician. We can't be a super mom. We can't be a super wife all at the same time because it requires a lot to do all of those things successfully. And what I discovered is that I needed to fill my cup up first before I could do all of those things. And part of that meant that I needed to find activities to fill my bucket, make me happy, give me that chance to spend spend time with myself and reconnect with myself. I needed to have a different mindset, realizing that I can't do it all, that sometimes you just need to let certain things go. And also just planning and being mindful of where you want to be. What are your goals? Where are you trying to be? And keeping all of that, all of that in perspective and making decisions and planning accordingly. So it takes a lot of introspection to figure this out. And thankfully, along the way, I was able to find a village that helped me do that. And in so doing, I was able to find myself on the other side where I was able to come out and feel that I I survived. I literally survived. <laughs> and now I am in a good place where I'm pretty happy and I'm willing to share my story with others. Yeah. Now you brought up two really good things about one was introspection and two was your village. So I want us to touch on those things. So the the introspection that you did and just looking in and kind of asking yourself, you know, what are my goals and where do I want to be? Was this something that you were journaling um, or these were just questions you're asking yourself throughout the day, throughout the week? How are you doing this? Right. And not so much journaling, but more asking questions. And I'm a big podcast listener. I have a ridiculous commute. And at first, I used to get mad with the commute because it just meant sitting in traffic and not going very far. But then I then discovered audiobooks. And as a result, I started listening to different podcasts and books and started asking myself questions that made me rethink what I was saying to myself what I was doing at the time. And a lot of it has to do with your mindset and how you view things. And so in so doing, that helped me come to the realization that this is the circumstance that I'm dealing with. I can't change the commute at this point in time, but I could make it useful. And I started applying it to other things as well, other situations and thinking of where do I want to be down the road? How is this going to make me happier? Is this going to serve the purpose that I'm thinking of? And as I'm asking myself all these questions and digging deep, you get to the point where you're getting answers and then you start thinking, okay, how can I then execute this? How can I make changes to get to this point? And you have to be honest with yourself and make sure that you're being true to yourself in all of it. Yes, I totally agree with that one about being honest with yourself because I think a lot of times we're honest with what other people think we should be doing or thinking or feeling. So I I love that you said being honest with yourself and being true to yourself. Now, I just want to ask, are there any particular audiobooks or podcasts that are like your absolute favorites that really kind of help transform things for you? 
Oh, yes, yes. Um, there is one that I listen to regularly. It's The Life Coach School by Brooke Castile. Oh, yes, I love her. I know. absolutely love her. I mean, I would listen to several of those in a row, given the opportunity. Oh, yes. Yes. I love listening to her. So I'm glad you put that one on the list. What else you got? Several audiobooks that I liked. Um, Brian Tracy, Eat That Frog, mm-hmm. helping you with time management, just doing that thing you don't want to do. Just get it done. Get it out of the way so it's off your to-do list and you can move on to smaller things in your day. <laughs> that is a that is a good one. Oh yes, I like that one too. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad we're we're on the same page with that one. I thought you were gonna give me something new I need to listen to. <laughs> but that is awesome. Now, Nicole, I wanted you to touch on one other thing, which was village. So I don't know if I told you, but my theme for 2020 has been tribe. I want to build my tribe, whether it be, you know, at work, at home, you know, people that can support me mentally, emotionally, um, physically, what helped me around the house, things like that. Um, so I love that you brought up the village that you had that helped you as well. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit more about your village that you had that helped you. Yes, and that has been a huge help. And the beauty of it is that in this day and age, your village doesn't have to be next door or walking distance around the corner from your house. Your village could literally be online. And I'm part of a large physician mom's group, and there are so many different subgroups. And there are subgroups that cater to pretty much everything. (laughs) So you just need to decide where your passion is and go with that. So I'm part of the entrepreneurship group, I'm part of the moms with multiples group, I'm part of the side gigs group. I'm part of so many different groups that give you support in the area that you're that you're looking for answers in. And so if you have questions about dealing with your toddlers, you could reach out to your group and say, hey, this is what I'm dealing with. I mean, they're not sleeping, they're not eating, they're having tantrums. How do you handle it? I'm not crazy, am I? I mean, I'm not being a bad mom because my little one wanted to go to school in pajamas today because that is what he insisted on putting on this morning. And so you get all these different stories and you could get, you get to realize that your experience is not abnormal or unique or different or crazy. Everyone is dealing with the same thing and you get to feel supported. You get to feel appreciated because as you are able to get answers, you're able to tell someone who is behind you, Oh yes, I did that. And I survived. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a big factor. Yes, yes. I and you made me think I am a part of several <laughs> several Facebook groups. I probably should be a little bit more active. But yeah, I'm a part of several different um mommy dentist Facebook um groups. And those are really helpful too, especially when it comes to the professional side. And then it's funny how they're able to switch it over to the mommy side too and give us advice on that. So yes, yes, yes I will definitely yes. utilize those groups more. I'm glad you yes. brought that up. I wanted to switch things up just a little bit because I feel like you have a lot of experience in with being a career mom and and finding that that pressure that comes from within ourselves as well as those that work around us to you know push us to move up and to take up more demanding jobs and make our careers a lot more involved. So I just wanted you to share how you're able to prevent burnout 
while still being a working career mom? You're right. I'm a go-getter. I would say, oh, this is something I would like to do. And I would go for it and I would put time and energy into it. And I continued to do that when I had a family and found that I was literally burning the candle at both ends. I was exhausted, tired, the whole nine yards. And what I've come to realize that you have to figure out where your passion is. And for me, that was quality. And so being able to say no to other things that didn't contribute to that was a big factor. So for instance, I was involved in several projects, in two or three projects that were going system-wide at the hospital where I was. And that required a lot of conversations, a lot of meetings. Someone asked me to be part of the recruitment and retention committee and help screen candidates and interview candidates. And looked at the person, thought very quickly and said, no, this is not going to serve what I'm hoping to do. This is not something that would help me with my goals and what I want to achieve. And I quickly said no and realized it was the right thing to do. I think prior to a year or two, I would have said yes and just added it in and somehow squeezed it in and not really help myself. And that is the problem that we tend to create for ourselves. We tend to say yes because we don't want to disappoint. We want to please. We think that by adding things to the list, it will get us to where we want to go. But sometimes we just have to be smarter and more intentional of where we're trying to go. And some of the things that would not lead us to the direction we're going, we have to just say no, take it off our plate and keep it moving. Another way I was able to find that balance was also looking at what I was doing. I had practiced acute care as an inpa- in the inpatient setting for at least 10, 11 years now. And that has an extremely high burnout rate just because of the acuity of the patients that we see. And what that also meant was being honest with myself and asking myself if another 20 years of this made sense and if this is something I wanted to continue doing. And while I liked it, the emotional and physical and mental energy that it required meant that it took a lot out of me on a daily basis. And so that meant looking at something that was a little bit more, that gave me a little bit more balance and gave me a little bit, and gave me less, less stress. This led me to making the decision to pivot away from inpatient medicine to long-term care medicine, which was as which is as fulfilling, but also gave me that balance that I needed to keep moving forward and doing what I did, including seeing patients and providing quality health care for them. Now, I just wanted to clarify a little bit the the different. I guess, positions that you took from going from acute care to more the long-term care. So I, I take it that those of us who aren't in the medical profession, you're probably like, oh, that sounds like it's fun. But to your colleagues looking at you, they probably were like, what are you doing? Oh, yes. <laughs> so, oh, yes. <laughs> but the funny thing is the ones who are doing it, they are so happy <laughs> because the stress factor the go, 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 intense nature of what we do 
really leads to burnout, which is widely known in our field. And people only have X amount of time in that field. And usually it's about 10 years as a, mm. as a hospitalist before most people say this cannot be my ongoing, the, ongo- the way I continue to practice medicine. I, I, have to, I have to do something different. So a lot of people... They are surprised, but the ones who are medical, they do understand because the burnout rate in our field is well known. And they're actively looking for ways to remedy that. But I think, of course, it'll take some time. But in the meantime, I need to be proactive and protect myself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I want to keep seeing patients and enjoy medicine. And that means taking it to, to the next stage. Absolutely. And one thing that you did bring up was about saying no. And and you made it sound so simple, but and it is simple to say no, but it is very difficult, especially as mm-hmm. a first career moms. So I just wanted you to talk about why it's so hard for us to do that in ways that we can say no without saying no. And that is true. I think we're conditioned to say yes and keep adding things to a plate without realizing that we may not be serving ourselves. We may be hurting ourselves by doing that because we're working smart, we're working harder, not smarter. I think we have to be honest. What are we trying to achieve? What are our goals? Is this going to serve me well? And then make a decision. How is this going to help me? Would this make sense? Oftentimes, we do it because we don't want to disappoint. We don't want to make someone as think that we're less of a team player, but you are being a team player, but by saying no, you're protecting yourself to give what you can of yourself without stretching yourself too, too much. And then one other thing that you were, you brought up too is about wanting to please because I didn't realize that that was kind of a big thing for me because I used to say yes to everyone, even if it meant, you know, I would put myself in a position where it'd make me <laughs> have to either rush or, mm-hmm. you know, just make it inconvenient for myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I realized I was pleasing people a lot. I thought I wasn't, but then I had to get yes. a little selfish in <laughs> yes. this. I can't do this because I will tell you, for instance, like one time I got an email, it's like, yeah, we need you to come and speak and do this thing for us. And I'm going to call you tomorrow and I need you to send me all this stuff by the following day. And I'm thinking in my head, like at first I was like, okay, I'll help them out. But then I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. Like you called me at the last minute to come and help you. And I was like, no, like I can't put all my stuff back in order to, you know, help you. But I think a lot of times as women and as moms, we do that a lot. Yes, we do. We do. We do it all the time. I think that's how we're conditioned. Definitely. You get perfect helper. Oh, yeah. And you want to just make everybody happy. Yes, yes. Now, one of the other things that I really love that you talk about is, and one of your big focuses is overall wellness. Mm -hmm. So I wanted you to talk to us about some ways that moms can be better at maintaining this overall wellness for ourselves. Yes, and that is my focus going forward because I think it's so easy to get lost and you wake up one day and you're wondering, what happened? Who am I? How did I end up here? This does not look anything like my life. And so we have to learn to be intentional. What are our goals? What are we, what are we, what are we hoping to achieve? 
what do we want on the many fronts? Family, career, relationships, all of those things are a part of us. And we have to decide what our goals are and what we hope to achieve in all those different areas. And then it would mean deciding what am I doing that is contributing to that? Is it helping? Is it taking away? We have to be honest with ourselves. Are we trying to people please? Are we stretching ourselves too far? We have to make sure that what we're taking on will serve what we are hoping to achieve in the long run. In addition, simple tools like having a time management calendar. That is something that's very, very important. We often walk around with a to-do list that is never ending, that to-do list that keeps going and going and going, and we're always adding stuff to it. We may take off two items and then add four items to it, and we just keep going. (laughs) And so being proactive with our time management, that is another factor as well. Trying to schedule things and give yourself time to get them done in a reasonable fashion. This means not overscheduling yourself. So it may mean just putting three items on your list to do because you know that you're going to have to also put in time for you to exercise, for you to take a break and get caught up on some other errands that you may have to run. If you need to delegate, that is something you also need to do. And delegating is something that we don't like to do. We like to do it all because we're trying to be that perfect mom. And so it means letting it go and saying, this is not something that I need to worry about. Um, For instance, um, grocery shopping, there are apps for that, Mm -hmm. (laughs) literally. (laughs) So things like Shipt and Amazon, those things can be very useful. So that could take away a lot of time that's wasted in traveling back and forth to get to the grocery store. Because, of course, you, you're you not going to find everything in one place. You have to go to multiple stores to find things. So those are some simple tools. In addition, having a hobby or a activity that gives you that outlet, something different from your career, something that you're passionate about, something that makes you excited. So you're energized. It fills your cup. It makes you feel good when you do it. That is also another activity as well, another tool to help combat, burnout, maintain wellness, fill your cup and give you that balance of, okay, I'm taking care of myself. And so I am also able to take care of my family and do well at work. And I love that you brought up about the apps for grocery shopping, because I hate grocery shopping with my kids. (laughs) (laughs) I have said it publicly and I do not feel ashamed about it anymore. I hate shopping with my kids. (laughs) So I order my groceries and have them delivered to my house because I just refuse to shop with them. They make me feel crazy. (laughs) But you know what? They're actually, they're okay shopping of it. I mean, I think we made it a game. And so they they were, I mean, they were fine shopping, but when you have to go to the farmer's market, then Costco, then Mm -hmm. Publix for this and that, I mean, it just becomes this never ending day because you have to stop at so many different points to get the milk, the the non-perishable items, the perishable items. And you don't have to spend that time driving from one point to the next just to get all those things done when you can simply put your list in the app, 
someone delivers it to your doorstep and you say thank you very much yes <laughs> let's keep it moving <laughs> yes and I'll give you a tip for making my life better <laughs> so exactly <yes. laughs> now Nicole I am so glad that you gave us all of this useful information but before we sign off I wanted you to just give us a motivational quote or some words of encouragement for us real happy moms yes 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 so there are so many quotes out there, but the one that that keeps coming back to me, and I hear it in my head a lot, you simply have to keep putting one foot in front of the other and keep going. You put the blinders on and plow ahead because you may find that you're only three feet away from the pot of gold. Mm, yes, yes, I like that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. I mean, the first part um, I've always been familiar with. You keep putting one foot in front of the next mm-hmm. because that's what we do in medicine. That's how we're trained. And you learn to move forward and get those things done. As a mom, you learn to do that. Just keep putting one foot in front of the next because you just have to get these things done. Yeah. But you realize that in your the whole aspect of your life, you need to also be focused and decide, okay, what are the goals that I'm trying to achieve? How do I go about doing that? Because we will meet obstacles and we'll find that we have to overcome those obstacles to get there. And oftentimes we end up quitting, not realizing literally we were three feet away from the waiting line from the pot of gold. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. I keep telling myself that all the time. Like you're almost there. You're almost there. Yes, yes, <laughs> So yes, I totally yes. get it. But that is awesome. Thank you for that one. You're quite welcome. Now, Nicole, if we want to connect with you online or learn more about you, where can we find you? So I am on Facebook and I'm also on LinkedIn and my side business that also helped me on this discovery journey um, is Nascent Travel with an N. And this is a travel agency that I have. It's a full service concierge travel agency. And the website is www.nascentwithanntravel.com. And you can find me there. I'd be happy to chat with with you and your listeners. Awesome. Awesome. So yes, I'll make sure to include that in the show notes. So Nicole, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with me and giving me some really good tips here. I really, really appreciate it. You are quite welcome. I enjoyed being here. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and love the conversation that we had about our careers and burnout. Like I said, this one was a really good one. And I know that there were a lot of things that Nicole mentioned in this episode. So that's why if you go over to realhappymom.com slash 91, you'll find all of the links as well as the show notes there. And do me a favor, if you found this episode helpful, I want you to rate and review wherever you listen to this podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever it is, rate and review this episode. This helps me out a ton and I will be super grateful for it. Now that's it for this week's episode. I'll catch you again next week for another one. So take care and with lots of love.